morning, good afternoon, or good evening to wherever you are around the world, and welcome to the latest episode of the Crick Blog Podcast. We welcome back our regular listeners, and we thank you so much for your support, and a huge welcome to you if you are a new listener to the podcast. We hope you like it. Um, join as always, Charbel here from Crick Blog, joined by my excellent co-host, Nash. Um, we're both in lockdown, Sydney and Darwin at the moment. We're, we've got a two-week lockdown, could be longer, depending on how things go. What about you? How are you going? Yeah, it was a it was an interesting weekend. Um, we got yeah. the news of of a possible case travel from Queensland to Alice uh, to a gold mine in in the Central Desert, and um, his workers, about two hundred, four hundred of them, travelled across the territory. Um, so that trying to contact trace them. So we we started yep. the lockdown yesterday at one pm, going on till Friday one pm. So. Um, hopefully it gets better soon and um, yeah not a lot of cases but just to contact tracing those people it's, yep. it's really important so yeah hopefully we get um, get through all of that pretty soon and I know a few other states are going into lockdown as well barring Victoria and Tassie I think um, and hopefully we keep talking about cricket and you know bring some smiles on the on, 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 on the fans uh, faces yeah there's quite a bit of cricket going on, which is great. It sort of makes things a little bit more bearable, doesn't it? It just gives a, gives a little bit of an escape, something to, to look forward to. I know that's definitely the case for me, as everyone who knows me knows very well I'm a cricket tragic, as you are, Nash. Um, on this episode, we'll talk a bit about, you know, the World Test Championship format, what our thoughts are. Um, you know, we received a few questions on that from fans, so we'll touch on those as well. We we'll touch on a little bit of cricket happening um, in international circuit, West Indies and South Africa, an interesting series developing there, England and Sri Lanka. I don't know if the interesting is the word for that. It's one of the most one-sided T20 series uh, I've seen um, that I can remember, no doubt about it. Uh, and we'll talk about, of course, um, the women's cricket, Nash. It, it's, in, you know, quite significant to you as an Indian fan. Um, India suffering a defeat in the first ODI after a wonderful performance in the test match. But the first thing I wanted to start off today was um, a tweet that came out yesterday from um, Prasanna is his name. Um, he is a performance consultant at the Proteus. Um, and he's had associations, well, he's got associations with different uh, IPL teams and one of them being RCB. And he tweeted yesterday, uh, I'll just get the tweet up here. One of the greatest batsmen the cricketing world had the pleasure to watch in the last two decades will pad up one last time in the remainder of IPL to be held in the UAE. My immediate reaction was the great AB de Villiers. What are your thoughts? I mean, there's some people talking about MS Dhoni. Some people talk about Chris Gale. The reason why I wouldn't have MS Dhoni probably is because, you know, he's, he mentions batsmen rather than keeper batsmen. And everyone's like, oh, please, please not AB. But what do you reckon? I think, I think it's going to be AB. I think it's inevitable that, you know, AB will retire someday. You just have to come to terms with it. Um, as as um, it, it doesn't sound so great, does it, when you say you, you might not see AB um, again no, batting? So um, it feels, it doesn't feel good. Uh, yeah, so, but, but I think it would be AB because I think he has had, you know, he's achieved a lot in, over, the, over the past few years. And, you know, he, he has been one of the greatest um, batsmen cricketers produced by South Africa. So I think, um, yeah, I think it, it's going to be his time now. Certainly a case for best all-format batsman. I think we, we spoke about that in Definitely. one of our earlier episodes on the yep. podcast. And if it is indeed AB de Villiers, I, I do hope he goes out on a high with RCB and, and wins the IPL because he's been incredible in IPL cricket. But unfortunately, Royal Challengers have not been able to get over the line. They looked really good in the first half of IPL before he, he, it was uh, postponed. You never know. It might be Kedar Jadav as well. <laughs> you know, you never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. It came to my mind yesterday. Should I make a joke about it? Should I, should I reply? But I'm like, no, it's disrespectful <laughs> to Jadav, and um, no, I don't want to cop abuse. But <laughs> that's fine. That's all right. That's what we are here for. Um, True. Yeah. yeah so, but look, no, I think if if, it if it's AB, not, it is, yeah. yeah, if it's not AB, then you know the next one who comes to mind is probably Faf Duplessis or. 
Um, well, Faf, well, the tweet says last two decades. Oh, Faf hasn't yeah. been around for the last two decades. But has another AB one, another been one was really Gale. for? It, but has AB been oh, really mid, for mid the last two decades? Yeah. Mid Chris Gale is Chris Gale would could be one possibly. Chris Gale is going to be playing in the World Cup though, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. That's true again. Yeah. So he should be. You know, and this and, and this guy who tweeted it. You look at the connection he has. He's he's, he's Proteus performance yeah. analyst. There's a big clue in that. You know. Yeah. So anyway, true. the tweet banged, of course, and um, you know, it just goes to show incredible the love for AB Villiers in India. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think there was a, there was a video the other day. It might have been from Rob Moody. You know, he tweeted, um, imagine it was the game in 2015. It was the deciding ODI, South Africa and India. Yeah, and South yep, Africa I remember scored that. 430 odd uh, in uh, Mumbai. And yep. the Villiers went berserk. And, and the Indian fans, a lot of them were cheering yep. when he was sending and, the and balls into the stands. And that, that has been his effect over the years, isn't it? Like, what an effect. He's, what yeah, a great he's one of the greatest and everyone in India loves him. Like, I don't, I don't think he has any haters across the cricketing community. And... That, that has been his effect over the years because he's yep. that sort of um, batsman who, you know, just captivates everyone watching the game and he just captures your attention like no one else has ever seen before. So um, probably the closest one who would have come to him in terms of, you know, the, um, the theatre is, is probably Chris Gale. Um, obviously, there have been greater batsmen like, Will Richards and um, Sachin Tendulkar and all those sort of, uh, you know, the greatest batsmen of, of all time. But in terms of drama and the theater that these guys bring on the pitch while batting has been phenomenal over mm. the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. And the Villiers' ability to adjust the cross formats, you know, we've spoken about that before. Just, you know, we'll miss watching him. I think, you know, you say no, no one hates him, probably the, the opposition bowlers. Yeah, in that category of but even I, even I think they would have they, fans they, yeah. I mean, at the time, yeah. And then after the game, they were like, "Yeah, yeah, fair we enough." We appreciate this guy. Yeah. We appreciate this guy. But so, um, but I still I yeah. still remember. Sorry to be going back there, but, but I still remember um, AB Davies against Dale Steyn in one of the IPL games, and um, yep. You know, I think RCB needed some sort. Of, you know, I think twenty odd in the last couple of overs or something, and Dale Steyn was bowling the penalty medal, and he just whacked Dale, the probably the greatest uh, South African baller ever and you know sorry 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 Sean Pollock and Alan Donald fans but you know he is one of the greatest South African ballers ever so mm. you know he he just EB Dillis did not respect him as a baller at all at that time and he just whacked him from wherever he bowled the ball he he yep. it, it looked like he was just facing a schoolboy and that's his effect that's it and Dale Stane said yeah fair enough yeah that that he had no answer, so that's that's the kind of batsman AB de Villiers is, and I hope we see more of him someday. But I think yeah, I think it's his time now. I think I think yeah, it's going to be him. Even though I think he's still good enough to to you know um, to go on longer. Yep. But we've, I've been seeing on his social media, you know, he's been spending some really quality time with his family. Yeah, and I think maybe he's feeling you know it's time for that. So we'll just mm-hmm. keep an eye on that and see what happens. Um, Nash, a few days have, have gone past since the uh, the World Test Championship final defeat. Yeah, um, and, and, and a topic of conversation since that has been around the format of the World Test Championship. Um, you know, across those two years, mm. what are your thoughts about? It? I know this one, you know, from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one was affected by COVID. Yeah. So, but but even before that, I think maybe the point system. You know, what are your thoughts on the structure think, of it? I think the the whole argument around the point system that the away points yeah. should count for more is I, I don't yes. think it's I don't think that's the final solution. I don't think that's the final answer because if you have, for example, if you have India playing against Australia in Australia and the 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 result that we saw, you can't tell me that's that gets the same amount of points as England beating Bangladesh in Bangladesh or Correct. England beating Sri Lanka in Sri Lanka or England beating West Indies in West Indies with absolutely no disrespect to these teams, but they are, at, at, as of today, they are the weaker teams in, in, yes. in the top, top 10. So, um, yeah, and you, you can't tell me that, you know, there may be a case of if a higher rank, if a lower ranking teams, you know, 
beat beat higher ranking teams then they get more points or some some sort of that uh, that that kind of um, point system but um, I, 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 I would like to point out I, I read a tweet from um, Mr. Michael Appleton on, on Twitter the other day about a suggested reformed world test championship and he said yeah. it should be a three-year tournament all 12 test sides involved two pools of six seeded yep and three so I've mat- seen those days. Yep. yeah three three match series against other five teams in your pool and four team final tourney top two in each pool round robin then one of final the again this sounds like really good on paper but again the thing is the biggest thing is you won't see any four or five match tournaments then you won't see any test series you you the ashes will be curtailed to three match test series yeah, or, that's the challenge as well that's isn't the it? challenge I, although a great suggestion but you know it, it it's sort of there's no right or wrong here and there's there's a lot of gray there's no you know it's not mm. white and black there's a lot of gray so i don't know the i don't obviously i don't say that i don't i know the final answer because no one does and it's a, it, it'll be a work in progress as we go along but I, the one thing I would like to see really, really badly is at least every test match that is played gets counted in the, in the point. Yeah, that's important. That's important. I think that that's how you put context to any test match, any test series is everything. Doesn't matter if, if it was planned four years ago that, you know, in, in the, in the FTP, but it should get counted and you should honor that test series. Australia, you should honor that test series and you should go ahead and, <laughs> and play that test series no matter what, or otherwise your points get docked. Yeah, we got, we got docked points. Yeah. Um, Not of, you know, overrates. So we, we know rates. all about the docked points. Um, yeah. But I agree with you. I, I'm, I haven't had the chance yet to sit down and have a real think about what I would do from a World Test Championship. Yeah. But I, for me, when I look at it, I think it's the point, the points. You know, and what it does at the moment, it really rewards a two-match series. You can win, or you can get a, a, you know, the more points for, you know, with all due respect, beating Bangladesh even at home. Yeah. In a two-match series. Yeah. Then you would for winning the Ashes four 0 Yeah. You know, so you look at that and you go, oh, you know, is that is that really fair? Um, at the same time, you know, there's there's teams playing a lot more Test matches than others. I think England played twenty-one Test matches across yep. the uh, World great. Test Championship period. You know, a team like South Africa played 13, New Zealand played 11. So there needs to be sort of a little bit more structure around how do we get more teams playing on a little bit more of an even playing field. Yeah. You know? and, and I think it's more- the point also is that um, going back to your point of, you know, how many test matches are played, I think everyone should play the equal number of matches and going again, going back to your point about the points that are awarded for a two match series versus a four or five match series. I think as it stands, I think if you award certain number of points for a two match series, the fact remains that only weaker teams play two match series or correct or, you know, or one match. The likes of West one-off. Indies. Barring the New West Zealand, Indies, barring Bangladesh. New Zealand, New Zealand plays two match series. Yeah. But again, you know, um, that's the likes of West Indies, Bangladesh, exactly. Sri Lanka. They don't play, they don't often play uh, three matches. The only, the only teams that play four match, five match series is in uh, India, Australia, England, and that's about it, I think. And South and South Africa. South Africa uh, at times. Yeah, yeah, South Africa in their home season. So uh, these are the four only four that straight away come to mind. So you know, and the test matches in amongst these four are always going to be tough. Like you won't get a whitewash straight away. You know, it's always going to be really t- hard for test match uh, series. That's that's the point these. I was going to make. Yeah. That's the point I was going to make about the two groups. Yep. So if you've got two groups of, what was it, six? Yep, that's correct. So you've got two groups of six, you divide it by the rankings. Now, is it fair for the team that's higher ranked to have had to work harder against higher ranked opposition across those two, three years and make the, the semifinals compared to the, the second group, which is you're going to be playing um, against you know, there might be a, There might be a simple answer to that. You know, you can go three top, three bottom and three top, three bottom. So you can go one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, four, five, six, and 10, 11, 12. See, everyone gets, you know, sort of right. th- 
So that might be a yeah. simple answer, you know. So the one, two, three um, ranked teams are, yeah. are pooled with the you know seven, eight, nine, and the gotcha. four, five, six ranked teams are pooled with ten, eleven, twelve. So everyone sort of the even the ten, eleven, twelve ranked even. teams, even yeah. you know Ireland, Afghanistan, Zimbabwe get to play with the likes of you know uh, Sri Lanka and Pakistan mm. and you know even if India drops down to in in the rankings maybe India or someone who who there's or England there's, even yeah yeah even England England's fourth I think right now isn't it so yeah, fourth, um, yeah. so that there you go and that 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 might be a simple answer but again as I said there's no white and black it's all gray and it, it will be a work in yeah. progress over the next it is a work in progress yeah yeah so there was a question we received uh, kindly by um uh, Crick Crazy 80 on Twitter. Um, Aditya was the name. Uh, he said, we have been hearing a lot of talk and questions upon the, the World Test Championship final format, but is it really that bad? This time it was just because of COVID that all teams could not play all the games pre-scheduled. That, that's true. COVID did have an impact on it, but I would say as well as even before, even when they, they brought out the concept, the idea of a World Test Championship is awesome. Yeah, you know? it is. It but is. it just yeah. needs some tweaking around the points around you know who plays who how many tests making sure it's a little bit more of an even and, playing field than what it was and i think that's 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 where why i'm saying it's going you know it's a working progress because some as someone coming from a cricket administration point of view you're doing something for the first time you know that it's on the table yeah it's it, the product's there but it, it, you are never going to get it right in the first go because you are you obviously you're not going to make everyone happy all the time. So you, you are going to, you know, disappoint someone, but you have to focus on what you have to achieve. And yeah. And especially if, when it's, when series are not set in stone, like you look at, yeah. you know, there's some five match series and there's some four match series, exactly. two match yeah. series, and you've got to try cater for that, which I understand, but perhaps there's a way maybe you, you can offer even maybe some, some bonus points for beating teams, you know, yeah. ranked in the top four or something like that, or whatever it might be that, you know, look at um, making it more of a, an even playing field potentially going yeah. forward. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry, mate, I cut you off. You, you no, 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 something. that's, that's all I was saying. That's all I was saying that, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I don't have any more to add, anything more to add, but it's, it's, it's also, it's, it's one, yeah. It's one that you've got to sit down and really, yeah sort of map it out and plan it out. That's right. There's, as you said before, there's no like right or wrong answer or there's yeah. no set in stone answer. Yeah. It's a bit and more tricky. You just have to, you just, you know, the ICC or whoever plans these, you know, you, they just have to keep in mind that you're obviously you're not going to get it right every time. So from the first time, what worked, just take that in the second time, add something new second time, whatever works there, the third cycle. And that's, that's how you're going to get the fin finished product somewhere down the line, maybe 10, 15 years from now, you, you are going mm. to get a finished product that will go on for the next 50 years. I don't know. Definitely um, got potential. Yeah, yeah, it does. I and mean, it's a great concept. It's, it's an awesome concept. And um, it, it, it is sort of my only thing is, as I said earlier, everyone needs to play the same amount of test matches and everyone at least needs to play the same number of test series or you know again they, la yeah. last time because of covid it did not happen but you know you have to make an effort that if it's planned all the test matches should get counted in the world test championship cycle that's right australia um <laughs> now we received a few questions around the world test championship final um one of them was, well, we received one from Amazing Fanatic, hashtag 45 and 49. What are your thoughts on a one-off test for the, for the World Test Championship final? We also received the same question from our Kissman Mishra at I am Archie's 16. He also said, uh, should there be one match or a three-match final? I think there should be a three-match final. What do you think? Me too. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm in support of the three-match final. And I was in support of that before the, the one match, uh, you know, before the final began. I yep. thought this thing you decided over such a long time, two, three years. And, um, exactly. you know, we all know the, the, the thrill of a test series. Yeah. I think this could work very, very nicely in the test format. It makes it more special. And then you see as well that there was the significant risk of the match being washed out, especially when you're yeah. playing it in England in June. Imagine if that happened. Yep. Luckily, we got, luckily they put that six day. 
But even without that six, they you know could have easily been washed out. You know, it took an Indian collapse on the final day to see a result. Yeah, it would have been a real shame for all that, and then you know to to see the main shared because of rain. But I think a series makes it makes it even more fascinating. It does. makes it even it more does. of a, an event as well. So. And I'm maybe, maybe even even in a non-COVID world, you can have one test match in 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 a home of one country, one one, one test match that. of yeah. one away, and you know one in neutral, so everyone gets a fair I chance. I was thinking that too, but in the cricketing calendar, how much room do you have for that? Because you got to consider as well, you play the match and then you got to fly over to wherever. That's the thing. And I, I think my, my point goes back to a wonderful, wonderful article written by Gideon Hay in um, one of the papers uh, in yeah. regards to Earl Eddings, the chairman of Australia. And what Gideon Hay says is, um, you make time. You know, no, it, it's not, you, you don't pull the schedule out of thin air. It's planned by people. So make time for this because this is the most important thing that you will ever plan. A world test championship is probably the most important thing test cricket has ever seen. So make time for that. That is what's important. That is what, what will keep test cricket alive. So you have yeah. to make time for that. Everything else is secondary. Make time for this. So, you know, uh, uh, the calendar is planned by someone. The calendar how, how is much planned time, by countries. How much time would you need if you got a an month? away final, 25 days, final, and then a neutral one? Because it, you also uh, got to consider players got to fly and then get yeah, I agree. settled in, and, and settled I agree. into where they are. Yep. So, settled into where they are. Maybe have a few training sessions, just get over any jet lag or whatever it might yep. be. So you need to have a f- bit of a gap between the tests as well. That's why I said, you know, usually on a, on a se- on a test series, on a test tour, three test matches will get finished in what, um, twenty days. You add yeah, about that three three yeah, or four weeks. Yeah. yeah, you add you add another ten days of travel and getting used to it and practice and all that, yeah. and I think you have a well, maybe it's too long. I don't know. I'm just giving you know. I'm giving well. Then the time has I to think. be made because we can we look at IPL is going to be longer. That's right. From yeah. when next year or the year after or whatever it is. Yeah, that's correct. Um, you look at all the growth of all these T20 leagues around the world. Yeah. You know, all the, the boards have got to plan their own seasons. When's the right time to host that? So logistically, I, I love the idea. I was thinking about that too. That would really make it mm. enthralling to have a home game and then, a, and then an away game and a neutral game. But they've got to think about it logistically where it fits. But. Yeah. But, but overall, I'd love to see the idea of, I'd love to see a three-match final. Yeah. I have, a, yep. I have an interesting question for you. And this was, again, asked by, asked by Amazing Fanatic on Twitter, uh, hashtag AskCrickBlog. If there was a player of the tournament, and this oh, is going to be a big, this is going to be a big question. debate, but if there was a player of the tournament for the World Test Championship, yes, who would win this. it? I had to think about it. Uh, I came down. It came down to three plays for me. Yep. Uh, now I've got to make a decision. It came down to Carl Jamison, mm-hmm. uh, Ravishandran Ashwin. Yep. And Pat Cummins. Now, Manus. Carl Jamison. Also, you, did you say Carl Jamison, the first one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Because the impact that Carl Jamison had, not only on New Zealand, but well, especially on New Zealand, but just how he helped them. Absolutely catapult. I know they played a lot of games at home and they played the final in England, but the yeah. impact they had on that team was unreal because he added so much point of difference to that attack. Mm. You know, and then all of a sudden you've got that set attack of Bolt, Wagner, Southie, and, and a spinner and Colin de Gronholm. But then New Zealand had to find ways to fit Jamison into the top because he was so good that they couldn't drop him. Yep. You know, the way he dismantled India. I know he was at home, but this is his debut series against the good side. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and in the final, his performance, it's also with the bat all around. He was fantastic. Ashwin, the leading wicket taker with the ball, his performances in Australia. Massive, you know, massive. That's not easy. You know, a lot of great spinners have come to Australia and struggled. It finger is a spinners. tough place. Fing- for- and a finger spinner. Finger spinners. Yeah. Finger spinners have found it hard, but even you look at someone like Murali, he found the going yeah. tough, you know, albeit he played a great Australian side in these conditions, Yeah, but he found it difficult. Spinners come here and often find it tough, but he was unbelievable in that test series. But, uh, uh, but the, uh, you know, just going back to your 
statement about the great Australian style. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take away anything from Ashwin, given that he had to bowl to two of the greatest no, 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 batsmen saying, Australia saying, has ever seen. Oh, I agree with that. But I'm just trying to not, not put Murali down, I'm saying, yeah, for yeah, his yeah. record in Australia. It's more, uh, you know, talking about Murali. Yeah. Um, but Ashwin, how good was he? Yeah. You know, he not only took wickets, but he kept the runs down. Exactly. That allowed the seamers to perform from the other end. And then in the final, he was the big threat on the last day, yeah. taking those two wickets. Um, so that's why I've got him right up there. And then Pat Cummins, well, consistent, you know, outstanding for Australia. Really carried the Australian attack with, along with Hazelwood um, in that India series and in those Ashes. And but oh, you, you, would, you wouldn't go Manus. You wouldn't go Manus. His average is seventy-two and sixteen hundred yeah. runs, sixteen hundred seventy-five to be precise. But yeah. yeah, and it's also the fact that you know. Who who do you go for a batsman or a bowler who who had the most impact? And uh, as you said, Carl Jameson is one. Pat Cummins is the other, and Ashwin. I think for I just me, think the, the thing with it Manus, has to be a bowler. The thing, yeah, me too. But the thing with Manus, I felt along with Smith in the India series, um, they got themselves in positions to go big and really drive India down into the dirt, and they couldn't yep. quite do that. Yeah, that's what sticks in my mind. Not taking away anything from Manus's campaign, he was bloody awesome, and he's one of the first players in the Australian team sheet, without a doubt. We've we've sorted out our number three position. That's mm. how good he is. But I just felt in that India series where you know we get in, we make our starts, and then we couldn't quite go on, couldn't quite go on and get the big scores. You know, I think it was Steve Smith and Manus. They got. I know this is sounding a bit harsh because they scored centuries, but I think they scored a century then got out yeah. against India. And we, with the other batsmen around them struggling a little bit, we probably needed them to go on and get the biggest score that they're capable of, especially Steve Smith, but couldn't quite happen. So that's why I'm favouring a bowler. I'm yeah. favouring oh, a bowler. Oh, definitely. I, I, think, I think bowlers have found it really hard in the, obviously... <laughs> Um, the wickets don't show that. I mean, every, like Ashwin has seventy-one wickets um, in in the in the championship. We and, all know what, we all know what Ashwin does at home. He's fantastic. Yeah. But what what he did in Australia as well was just yeah. super impressive. Yeah, super impressive. And and um, yeah, so my 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 three picks would be Ashwin, Cummins, and Jameson. Um, yeah, well. but, uh, even yeah. even Saudi. Jameson slash Saudi, I would say. Southie was awesome. Um, Manus was so, awesome. Yeah. He was right up there. He was very close yeah. to being in my top three. But just those three bowlers, they were just yeah. so good for their team. Yeah. So good for their team. Um, was, all right. Um, if you had to pick one out of the three, who would it be? <laughs> I, I was trying to dodge that question. I was trying Same. to dodge that question and I, I was trying to move on to the next one. But all right, I'll, I'll yeah. try answering that. I, my pick... My pick would be Ashwin, and um, um, it may sound biased, but just based on the fact that the level of impact that the, that he had in Australia was massive for a yeah. finger spinner to go there, and also better to know, save the to have to save the Sydney Test as well. Yeah. Exactly to have Steve Smith in his pocket for the first two tests was absolutely brilliant, and it was brilliant to see and the way he progressed through that series and even in England series on a hard fought pitch in, I think it was Chennai where he scored the hundred um, with Siraj at the other way. It was absolutely brilliant to watch as well. So my pick would be Ashwin. My pick would be Jamison because, you know, when the World Test Championship started, Jamison wasn't in the picture for New Zealand, but for him to come in and then get player of the match in a game that they won to, to seal the title, yeah, just for me shows the impact that he had, not only with the ball, but with the bat as well. So many crucial lower order runs. And we saw that in the World Test Championship final. He made some crucial runs, hitting some quick runs to help New Zealand, you know, force their way to, to a lead that took time off in the test match for them when they had to chase as well. But that also applies for Marnus for me because when the Ashes started, hmm. he wasn't in the picture. He was a concussion substitute. So massive yeah. kudos to Marnus Labashane as well. But in terms of Kyle Jamison getting New Zealand over the line, he's my pick for me. Yeah, like special special mention to like Ashwin Cummins, mm. Manus, Southie. They all were brilliant, and um, yeah. So we look forward to the next, uh, you know, set of matches in the World Test Championship and see yep. who'll be the star players in that one. Yeah. 
All right, moving on to uh, the other cricket that's been played is India women's versus England women's. And um, what it's, are your been thoughts a, on that? it's been a few disappointing matches for India women's team. And um, coming from a loss after the South Africa series at home, yeah. I think uh, this was a time there where they should have, you know, um, again, lack of cricket over the last 12 months, but they've had some cricket in them in home conditions against South Africa. But um, I think they're just still trying to figure out their team combination and, you know. Um, yeah, they've got to figure that out, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's especially World Cup looming in, in the next few months, in the next, uh, I think it's next year in, in New Zealand, isn't it? Yes. Um, and But again, having said that, I, I was really, really happy to see Shafali Warma get a debut. I mean, I'm really excited to see her in the one-day format. You know, the 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 way she bats in the T20 format, I think, imagine if she stayed there for, for 30 overs, 40 overs, she well She's might, a special, special player. She, she's, she will be well on her way to break Belinda Clark's 200-run individual score record. Could happen. Pretty soon, I yeah, think. Yeah, it um, definitely happen. And yeah, but again, disappointment from Indian women's team yesterday. Again, I, I think they just lacked a lot of the Twitter comments have said that, you know, they are playing the 20th century <laughs> cricket. They are, aren't they? they? Yeah. And you can't, when you're, I think three, four, five, six number batters bat at, at a strike rate of 60, you can't expect to win many games, can you? No, not these days. You look at since the 2017 World Cup, done a, a, you know, a bit of stats research here. Australia first innings average score 289. Yeah. England 259. India down at 213. You know, India played 181 dot balls in the first match against England. That's, that's over sense. 60%. Yeah. 60% dot ball. 100, that's 30 overs out of your 50. You haven't scored off them. So there has to be a lot more of a emphasis from India. Not only big hitting, but it's strike rotation. Busy at the crease. Yeah. Um, that's going to come down to a couple of things. It'll come down to obviously playing more cricket. That's important yeah. for them but it's also really being sure of their batting combinations. You know, can you have uh, Routes and Mithali Raj batting at three and four? Can you have them both at three and four? I think your best batter should bat at that number. And your best batter... But you've got two very similar players. You've got two very similar players in terms of their approach batting three and four. Is it someone like a Jemima coming in there making... making Yeah, yeah, that's a a good shot. That's a fair shot. I think I'll... Uh, yeah, if Jamima Rodriguez is playing, I think she bats, she can, but that again puts risk at, you know, Shefali Warma and Rodriguez are similar kind of players. Do you club them together? Because number three has to be a solid batsman. Number three has to be. You your... can put uh, the skipper back up there at three. Yeah. That's where she's played yeah. a lot of her cricket. Yeah. So, you know, that'll be a nice foil, but you do... I just think they need to be a little bit more dynamic in their play. If they mm. want to move forward and compete with the likes of, because England were on another planet yesterday. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, and Australia on another planet in terms of scoring. You don't want to be left behind. And another thing, you don't want to be relying on a 17-year-old too much, especially when you consider she's the one that can provide those quick starts. You don't want to rely on her too much. Yeah. She's going to be an amazing cricketer. She already is an amazing cricketer, not only for Indian cricket, but for women's cricket in general. Yeah. She's going to help really even take it and transform it even further. But she was the only player yesterday to strike at a strike rate of over 90. And she only made 15 yesterday. Yeah. She was the only player to have a strike rate of over 90. Yeah. And and, and she's going she's going pitch. to bat that way. You can't expect her to bat any other way. She's, she's no, no, like, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but I'm she's, saying my she's, point is yeah. com- completely agree. That's great for her to bat that way. But my point is that for India to do well, you can't rely on a 17-year-old to no. get you off to the fast starts all the time. You need others to perform. That's right. You need, to, you need to have your combination set in stone because, as I said, England were on another, on another level yesterday. Yeah. Um, Tammy Beaumont, massive shout-out to her yeah. from England. Definitely. Four 50-plus scores in four ODIs this year. She's only been dismissed once. She's averaging, of averaging 318 this year. On fire, man. 71, 72 not out, 87 not out, 88 not out. And what I love about her, man, how crisp is her timing? Yeah. It's just so crisp, those drives down the ground, the, the shots through the offside. Um, it's beautiful to watch. You know, we and talk I- about you know, we talk a lot about, you know, Heather Knight, how good she is, and Nat Skiver and um, you know, those those players, but 
Tammy Beaumont's a fantastic player. And she's only 30. So you've got six more years of her, probably six, oh, yeah. five, six years more of her playing cricket and, you know, smashing smashing the ballers all around the park. So, um, yeah, yeah. Really, really excited to watch her in the, in, the, sure. in the coming years. For sure. You know, and, and you look at, you know, her ability to stay busy at the crease. Yeah. You know, women's cricket is improving at such a rate where Definitely. there's a lot more of an emphasis on being busy at the crease. Not only the bigger hits, but it's the, 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 the skill to mm. be able to manipulate the fields and, you know, score at a good pace. Because Tammy Beaumont now, she's got 67 ODI innings to her name and she's averaging nearly 47. So, you know, her, her late run of form, recent run of form is really helping that average, but she's batting beautifully. Um, she so is. Yep. forward to watching her for the rest of this series. In terms of where did India go from here, you know, we had a question from um, Crick, Crick Bloggers. What should, what should be the approach of Indian women team from here? I think they've just got to be a little bit more positive in their play. Mm. Um, maybe look at their combinations with the bat, as I mentioned before. You know, are you having the form of Harman Preet Kaur? Is that a concern to you? It's a concern but, to but me. But I think, I think it's, as you said, it's, about, it's all about confidence. I think at the moment it looks like they're going out to bat with, with, it's well, also with, mindset. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I think they're going out to bat with the mindset of not getting out. If you have yes. that mindset, you are going to get out. You have to be. You have to go out with you the mindset of mindset scoring runs. Yeah, exactly. You can't have that one. You know, you know who had that same problem. I, it just thinks back to England pre 15, 2015 yeah, World Cup. Right. Same problem. They were stuck. Yeah, playing a just, style of cricket. Exactly. Just go out there with a positive mindset, score runs. That's, that's the f- number one priority is scoring runs. Look to scoring run, you know, score, where are your scoring areas and look to, look to place the ball in them. So, you know, that's, that's how you, you know, go out with a positive mindset and score, um, score high amount of front. That's what England did. That's what, that's what Australia yeah. have done. You know, why that, that's the reason why Australia is so successful is they always step on the field with a positive mindset in, in, especially when it comes to their women's team. I think it, it, they, have been a, they have been phenomenal for the last however many years. So, um, yeah, and that's mm. something India, Indian women's team should look to, you know, um, yeah. you know, copy that in their pattern of how they, play the, how they play their cricket. And you will receive the question similar to that from Arkisman Mishra um, at I am. Arakis 16 on Twitter, you know, where do you see the Indian women cricket going and what should be their approach to win, you know, at knockout and crucial stages? I see a lot of potential in Indian women's cricket. Yep. They're the finalists of the World Cup. Uh, ODI 2017, I think they've reached the final. Yep. 2020 T20 World Cup, they reached the final. So they've been there about the ingredients are there. You know, they, of course, they need support from the BCCI to help grow that maybe just a few different combinations, you know, combinations, you know, in terms of their batting, Mm. but also a mindset shift as we're talking about to make sure that, you know, they're not eating up as many couples as they were yesterday. Cause that was, that's 60% of your innings without scoring. Mm. So I think those are the the big priorities for the Indian team going forward. Um, West Indies, South Africa. It's a pretty fascinating um, series after the first match, we thought maybe West Indies 4 1 or 5 0 could still very much end up 4 1 to the Windies. But yep. South Africa bounced think- back with a good win yesterday. What are you making of it, Sofa? What are you making of let's say South Africa first? Yep, what are your thoughts on them? I think that I think there's still a lot to do for South Africa. I think there's three T20s to go, and a lot could go wrong for South Africa. Um, you know, they haven't, they haven't, they still haven't sorted a lot, lot of their, you know, yep. team combination and who's going to play the T20 World Cup, who's in the squad. As we spoke about with Dan Osman um, a few weeks ago, I think there's a lot to, lot to look at from a South African perspective. But um, yeah, you know, a really great win for them yesterday and um, really well pulled by George Linde. Uh, Apologies if yeah. I'm saying his name wrong, but uh, really well pulled by him. And, uh, you know, he's that sort of um, bowler that maybe South Africa are looking for at the top. So, um, again, Lungi and Gedi went for a few runs, and that's going to happen with South, you know, when, when it's West Indies. In that's Gedi, in that's bound been, to happen. Gedi's been expensive, though. Yeah, that's correct. And, Come you know, a little while. Yeah. really, really excited to see the West Indies. Uh, 
team again in the T20s. I think um, we may we may make fun of them in the in the one day and the test format, but T20s is where they are at. I think by I am going to put a question out to all the listeners that is West Indies the greatest T20 country to ever play the format. I think. Yeah. In my opinion, they are certainly certainly the closest. I think they have really cracked the formula of how to play T20 cricket. And I think I'm a really big fan of their, the way they play T20 cricket. When I think of the West Indies, I, I liken them to a, a lazy university student in the sense that <laughs> in the sense that they slack off for the whole semester and then the finals come around and like, oh crap, you know, let's Let's get all the let, let's get let's cram everything in. Let's um, make sure we're we're firing for the finals because uh, and the, and get, the top the exams. But then they top the exams because they don't do anything for a few years. Their players are all over the place. Their top players are playing in different leagues. They're not playing for West Indies, and that's why they're low in the T Twenty rankings. But when it's T Twenty World Cup time, that's when they come together and make sure they're firing. This team is a scary one. They didn't fire yesterday, but looking at someone like Fabian Allen, what he did yesterday down the order, hitting those sixes late on. Just goes to show the depth in that team. Yesterday yep. they had an off day, but for me they're right up there with the favourites for the uh, for the title this and, year. Um, and look, just look at the lineup. I mean, you start with Evan Lewis and, and Andre Fletcher and Chris Gale, the greatest T Twenty bat, batsman ever. Um, albeit ABD Willis could it, it, probably on the same level. So um, he comes in at number three. So you get the first. Lendl, you get the first well, exactly. You get the first cricket, and you see Chris Gale walk out. What do you do? And yeah. then, then obviously you have Nicholas Puran, Kar- Pola, one of the greatest all-rounders in in T Twenty. I would say. Yes. Um, you got Andrew Russell, another all-rounder. <laughs> so you know Jason Holder, Fabian Allen, who could bat, who scored thirty-four of twelve yesterday. So. And you're not where, even mentioning where, Shimon Hetmeyer. He's exactly. not even in that, that 13-man squad. For, he wasn't in the 13-man squad for those first two Dwayne matches. Dwayne Bravo came in at number eight yesterday. I think number nine, sorry. And if you have Dwayne Bravo coming at number nine, then there's no, there's no way to hide for you as as, as bowling attack. But it's true. I think, again, you just that's need two what, of those guys, two of those guys to play at their best that day and you're going to be in for a lot of right. trouble. That's why I just said really great win from South Africa yesterday. Uh, to keep the batting this batting lineup in check. That was impressive. Think, yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, it's a tight, you know, really tight fought T Twenty series um, as opposed to what we are seeing in England, <laughs> England with regards to Sri Lanka. Oh, but yeah, um, we'll, we'll chat on that in a little while. Um, yeah. In terms of the West Indies batting, like in in linking closely to how South Africa kept them in check yesterday, a question we received from cricket bloggers at Crick Bloggers on Twitter was. How to contain this West Indies T20 batting lineup? If you're a bowling side, what are your plans? So, what are the few things you're focusing on to contain them? Honestly, might have to have a full brainstorm strategy session here. Like, you know, honestly, post-it notes uh, all over the room. But honestly, I'm just I'm just bowling the ball and hoping to God it gets it doesn't get hit out of the park. <laughs> they miss um, they miss hit it or something. Yeah, exactly. And it's more so I think it's more so their bowling that needs to you know their bowling is currently that, that was a question that best. we got as well. Yeah. Yep. So um, their bowling, if if you can attack. Uh, they're slightly inexperienced bowling bowling lineup, I think, and score heavily. That already puts the pressure on their batting attack. And uh, that's not to say that you know even two twenty is not safe when you have that batting lineup. But it actually yeah. at least gives your bowlers Agreed. some chance. So agree with that. Um, in terms of how to contain the West Indies, I think you've got to try keep the ball out of their hitting arc as much as possible. Yeah. So that a lot of them are very very good at. Um, going over mid-wicket, over square leg, down the ground. You know, if you try go a little bit wider where you can, also be sure to try get those Yorkers, nail them in as much as you can. And even yep. those wide Yorkers could work nicely because yep. they love the deliveries in the slot, the Windies. So you need to try and make sure that you're not, you know, bowling a lot of those deliveries mm, in the slot and that's being right. really good with your planning. So it's really hard there. In terms of the West Indies bowling, we received a question um, from Crick Crazy Eddie. We received another question from him. Um, as we know, West Indies have the strongest and deepest batting lineup on the globe, but their bowling has been the cause of worry. How can they overcome that? I think the, the upcoming CPL is going to be an audition for a yeah, number of definitely, bowlers this definitely. year. Um, 
because I agree that's probably an area where, especially when you look at their death bowling, Dwayne Bravo bowls in that um, part of the innings, but he relies a lot on his slower balls. I think one thing in the West Indies' favour, though, you look at the tournament being played in the UAE, and given that the IPL is going to be finishing pretty much just before the World Cup starts in the UAE, yep. it means that pitches are going to be quite slow there. Mm. So I know that might hurt their, their hitters in terms of getting timing from a batting perspective, but even with the ball, I don't think the West Indies have such a bad spin attack. When you throw in someone like Hayden Walsh Jr., who's a decent option, and you've got Fabian Allen, um, you've got Kevin Sinclair, who's is a handy bowler, um, and even if they want to bring back Sonu Narine, and if he's yeah. if he's confident and in form, you know you've got a little bit of option there in terms of your spin, but they just need some some steam bowlers coming that's through right. and yep. well at the death as well. So that's why I think CPL is going to be very important this year for for bowlers to put their hands up and say, "I'm ready, give me a go." Yeah. There's there's one question from a South African perspective. Oh yeah. I put a question out on Twitter yesterday asking about Timber Baboomers. Um, captaincy. Yep. The cap, not only the captaincy, but whether that he makes their best 11. Oh, yep. Um, a lot of people did say, no, he shouldn't be in the side. We got a question from Robin at Robin underscore rounder. Do you guys think the Proteus should ask someone else to lead their side? That way they can play Yanman Milan in the top with Hendricks at three. What do you feel about that? It's it's a very tricky one because Bavuma did play well yesterday, but is Bavuma in South Africa's best team? Is it worth leaving out someone like Aidan Markram or Yanman Milan, who are both very talented batsmen? And look back, Markram earlier in the year against Pakistan was awesome. Yeah, and, and that's that's right. And I think both Milan and Markram have to be have to give they have to give them a go before the T twenty World Cup to see what kind of form they're in, what kind of player they are they are in T twenty format, I think. And yeah. you know but who do you drop? Because obviously Bavuma is the new captain now in the T20 format. Yes. And, you know, you, you can't just chop and change captaincy every now and then just because you want someone else to come in and bat because that's also, that's really bad for the team environment. That's really bad for the team um, altogether as a, as a team. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on the players, um, especially the captains, uh, knowing that their captaincy might get changed overnight after a series or... It, Obviously, it happens in Bangladesh or Sri Lanka, but this is this is not them. Uh, so, um, yeah. and you know, it's it's really. I don't think if Tem, maybe he doesn't fit in the team. I'm not saying that, but you can't just change captain after a series and say, "Oh, now we are playing under the batsman." That's why we dropped you as a captain. Is he the right choice for a captain? Well, I guess we'll know more. He's still early days. Yeah, exactly. And, and I thought I thought he did pretty well yesterday. Yeah, and you have to give of, you know, a captain a longer go because you know it's captaincy is really hard, as I've found out this season. So captaincy is really, really hard. So you have oh, a lot, yeah. of, lot of egos to manage. You have a lot of, uh, you know, brainstorming to do. You have a lot of plans lot of in your head. Tactics on the field too. Yeah, exactly. You have your own performance to manage. So um, you, you have to give them a longer go. And I think the next series or the series after that, maybe three, four series down the line, maybe they, they'll, if he has not produced the goods, maybe they look at a change, but now is not the right time. Fair point. Speaking with sense there. But for me, I, I see a lot of potential in Markram at the top. Yeah. And he's someone who could strike fear in me as an opposition captain. Yeah. Oh, um, definitely. I think, so, I think we, have, we all know what they can do, Milan and Markram. But uh, yeah, all I'm saying is, you know, you shouldn't drop a captain yeah, yeah, I got you. So you have just yeah. appointed just because you want a batsman to fit in. Yeah. I still feel with South Africa, they're unable to string the perfect performance. Yeah. Or a complete performance consistently. They've only won, I think, three of nine T20s this year hmm. uh, from memory. And you look at yesterday, they were going at about 10 and over. They had an amazing start yesterday and fell away badly in their batting innings to finish with a 160 odd again. Yeah, this time they defended it, but they didn't finish their batting innings well. So that's going to be an area where the middle order, where someone like David Miller has to step up. He batted at four yesterday, but someone like him, he's going to have a big role to play for South Africa if they are to go to that next level and compete in the T Twenty World Cup. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, um, because they, you know, you got other teams with with excellent firepower 
we all know what David Miller can produce and he needs yep. to do it. 100%. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting um, series from here on in. I'm, I'm still picking the Windies to win the series from here. Don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, same. I think I'll, they'll win 4-1. Easy. We'll be cool. Be cool. We'll see what happens. It should be good. Um, now, on to one that uh, was definitely one-sided. England-Sri Lanka. Um, um, before, before we speak on the series, there's just some news as we are recording now. There's some news on cricket for that. Kusal Mendes, Danush, Danushka yep. Gunatilaka and Niroshan Dikwela have been suspended and they will fly back home. Um, oh, wow. So that's confirmed. And the series is expected to go on as scheduled. So um, as we saw a video, you know, come up on, on social media, of, I think yeah. it was only Dikwela and Mendes who were in the Durham city center. And uh, they were specifically said not to go there, but as these things happen. What do you reckon? Do you reckon those three players said, stuff it, we've had enough of this tour. Let's, let's just get in trouble so we can go I, home. I think, I think they were just trying to enjoy their time in England, but... Um, enjoy their time in England, go home. Yeah, yeah come back. Yeah, it, it's obviously come back to bite them. So, you know, they, they are suspended and they will go home as, we, as, as of today. So, um, but yeah, yeah, going on to this actual series that's being played, I think really, I, I don't want to say boring because that's disrespectful no, to the no, teams no, playing. It was. Uh, but Let's just call yeah. a spade a spade. Yeah. It's boring. And, and it's not doing any team good by playing this series. So, um, you know, what's, and we also received a question uh, from, I think it was from Raj Aryan at Raj Aryan True. Uh, what is the reason of decline of the Sri Lankan cricket? Um, it's been their management and their, the way they handle things in, in Sri Lankan cricket. And I think um, not... I don't want to go there, but if maybe Daniel Alexander focused his energy <laughs> on Sri Lankan cricket, maybe oh, um, as a journalist, oh, uh, yeah. put put the put the put one, shed some one light. In every hundred of his run in every hundred of his tweets is about Sri Lanka, man. It's disgraceful. But anyway, yeah. um, so I don't know. Uh, just had to go there. Sorry, uh, but yeah, I don't. I've, as I said, I don't want to call it boring because it's disrespectful to cricket and and to the team's playing, but if, you know, if these, that's why you have to have uh, equal series. And that's why the argument again goes of playing your strongest 11, have Sri Lanka played their strongest 11, maybe, maybe not. And it doesn't, it doesn't look good uh, for Sri Lanka ahead of the T20 World Cup. No, they're going to have to play those qualifiers. Exactly. There'll be a, a tricky game or two. In oh, that. they'll, they'll so, qualify. I don't have any. Uh, I'll qualify. I, any, yeah. I think they will, but they might be a bit tricky yep. at times, right. but I think they'll do enough. That's right. But after that, there'll be easy meat for the, for most of the other teams, I think. Yeah. And I think when we look at, you know, Raja's question around, you know, the decline of Sri Lanka, I mentioned this before, and I fear that Bangladesh are going on down a similar path. Is mm. so much reliance on their experienced big guns. Look back in the day with Krimasangakara and Mahela Jawarna, Dilshan, Matthews to an extent, there wasn't really anyone coming through, taking the bull by the horns and saying, yeah, I'm going to take a, you know, they're going to pass the baton on to me and I'm going to carry yeah. things going forward. Yeah. Everyone felt that when these guys retire, where's Sri Lankan cricket going to go? They've only mm-hmm. gone downhill. Good moments for them have been few and far between. And this is one of their lowest moments in this series. It has been complete lack of competition. Yeah, in this series. Um, just wanted to ask a question to all those listeners or all those supposedly cricket fans who said David Milan should be dropped. Mm. Uh, where are you? Where are you hiding? I mean, the guy scored 48, 76 or forty-eight balls, and I think yeah, the, the argument still remains that he is probably one of the better batsmen in T20 right now. I think and, people and the, still argue that he shouldn't be in the side. People but still the, argue that's it. the thing. That's the thing. Like. You know, batsmen like A.B. Davis and Chris Gale have sort of molded this perfect image of a T20 batsman who plays a certain way. And just because David Milan doesn't fit that description, you know, he shouldn't be, he should be dropped. That's not, that's a pointless argument because he's producing the goods. He's producing the runs and he has an average of 47, albeit down from 52 a few months ago. Um, but he still has a record. A, yeah, he still has an average of forty-seven, and from twenty-seven matches. So you can't argue. You can't argue the stats. The performances are there. The scores there, and 
why why drop him? Why, what's what's your argument for dropping him? People you know, want point. to see. I think the arguments I see is you know, even so, if you want to bring Alex House back into the team, you know, just talk but about you him. don't. Yeah, and, and I agree that the, or the whole put Alex like, you know, Mo and Ali, Mo and Ali performs so well in the top four. Put him there, but but I think for me, David Milan has done such a great job. Exactly that. You know, to drop him would be incredibly harsh. And when you've got such power before him in the opening positions, you know, you, you look at Butler, Roy, you've also got Best there to come in at four. It's not the worst thing in the world to have someone who can just stabilize things in the early stages of his innings. Exactly. And then he can explode too. Yeah. That's after right. 10, 15 balls. Yeah. Um, Anyway, sorry, I sorry, I, I'm, uh, just I'm got, in agreement yeah, with you. Yeah, I, I think no, no, that's fine. I think I'm in agreement with you around. He deserves. He deserves another. Well, he deserves that spot. He's been excellent. Yeah, that's right. He's been excellent. Um, in terms of England's bowling, Chris Wokes achieved the most economical um, spell of any England bowler in T20 cricket. Uh, Again. A couple of others also went under four and over. Sam yeah. Curran and I think it was Chris Jordan. They went under four and over in their four over spells. It was just. It was too easy. Um, in terms of the rotation of players from England, that was probably a head scratcher. You know, Debashish Sarangi at, at Plum underscore in front asked us, what might be the thought process behind the constant rotation of players in the England team across formats? As you know, the T20 World Cup is coming. Isn't it better to form a settled core first and then give chances to the players reserved for replacements? Like when Chris Wokes was left out of the second game because he played the game the day before, I think sometimes England are going a bit too far with it. You know, we know sports science and all that stuff is huge these days. And all oh, these guys ran too much today. Yeah. He's bowled too much. Need to give him a rest. But it's all about rhythm. Yeah, that's cricket's correct. all about rhythm. But I think based on based on his question about forming a core, I think the core is pretty much formed, isn't it? You have Johnny Besto, yeah. Josh Butler, David Milan, David Milan, Owen Morgan, Moin Ali, Ben Stokes. That's that's uh, Adil Rashid. That's Sam Curran. That's your core, and you got three spots. Who you fill it now? They are filling it with Liam Livingstone, Sam Billings, and uh, Chris Jordan and Chris Walks. Those sort of um, players. But yeah. again, if Chris you Wilkes got Joffre Archer form, to come back, Joff, you got Joffre Archer to come back. So that's your core, and they have that. So I think what's happening now is they are just trying players. For as their as oh, their bench strength, and I think they're just so concerned with um, how much cricket they're playing this year, yeah. and they're just rotating like crazy. We'll see it in the test matches. Well. But I think come come T Twenty World Cup time, the ideal eleven or at least the core. No, of no. The, in, in, yeah, they'll know. And I'm pretty. I'm, I'm. I may well be calling this early. It would be John Johnny Besto, Josh Butler, David Milan, Owen Morgan, Moin Ali. Uh, Jofra Archer, no, no, Jason, Roy, Jason Roy, as Jason, well. Jason Roy. Uh, I, I already counted Ben Stokes. Jofra Archer is done. Um, Adil Rashid. So you got nine players who are pretty much settled, and they are not going to change. So you got two spots. Who you know, Sam Sam Billings can come in there. Liam Livingston can come in there. Joe Joe Root can come in there. Um, you know those. Right, yes. I, yeah, exactly. Alex Hales can come in there. So. Um, they're just trying out players, is is in my opinion, and I think the as you said, the rotation policies to rest them. But I don't I necessarily don't agree with that. But it is what it is right now in in the particularly in the test analysis. Matches, yeah, like exactly the test matches. They've they've really hurt their chances in test cricket because I don't know. They just they're resting players for T Twenty series like this, where you know we all know they were going to win easily, and they know their yeah. core team already. Kind of thing. It's not as if England need to put a core team together to know their ideal combinations. They know it. That's so, right. Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah, so ODIs, I think they start tomorrow. I'm expecting more of the same. Mm. You know, they're the world champions, England, Sri Lanka in all sorts. Expecting more of the same there. Um, the only positive I see for Sri Lanka this series has been Chamira, the fast bowler. He's been very good. This yep. year, he was good in Bangladesh. Um, he's been good here. He took four for 17 in the last T20. Yep. He's been a shining light for them. Otherwise, it's been as dark as night for Sri Lanka uh, in recent times, particularly in this series. It just goes to show the golf in class between themselves and uh, the top sides. And that's a real shame to see because Sri Lanka were a very, very, very strong side. Exactly. 
Uh, Nash, if there was anything else from you before we sign off on this episode, we covered a lot. It was awesome. Nothing else. I'm really excited to um, the upcoming special feature. I won't announce what it is yet, but just keep an eye out for uh, our special feature coming soon on, on, on the, on the podcast and on our Twitter channel. So yeah, really, really excited for that. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and a big thank you to everyone who sent through a question today for us to answer. It was awesome. And, you know, a big thank you to everyone who left some kind feedback for us about the podcast too. It was really nice. You know, we, we had some messages and some replies saying, you know, really enjoy listening to the podcast. So that's really nice to see if you have any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear or see from us, please feel free to get in contact with us at Crick Blog Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me on at Crick underscore blog and you can follow my good friend Nash at Nash V Sant on Twitter as well. Nash, mate, stay safe. To all our listeners, stay safe and well as well. Enjoy the cricket and uh, we'll see you guys soon.